Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is March 22nd, 2021. So this is going to be somewhat of a heavy episode. Um, Not that, not, there's been heavy episodes in the past two. Um, I haven't been recording for about the past month because um, I've been really trying to figure out what I want to present, um, what I want Sapient Living to be. I'm working on becoming a coach myself and I haven't, I'm still not sure whether or not it's okay or helpful um, for me to be sharing uh, my own struggles and accomplishments and ideas and progress um, and setbacks uh, publicly because I, I don't know whether or not if my future clients listen to this, um, whether that's positive or negative. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much on the fence about it. But for today, for self-care reasons, um, I'm recording this episode because I just need to talk about what's been happening the past few days um, and how I'm feeling today. And this is the safest space that I've created for myself. So um, this last two weeks um, have been good in so many ways and very, very overwhelming um, in others. Um, I don't think that I could go over everything um, and keep this episode to 15 minutes, but essentially um, two weeks ago, um, I started helping my mom and grandma put together um, a, a little care packages, um, co- like a COVID-friendly wedding shower kind of um thing. And in my family, um, my mom and grandma have put on dozens, if not hundreds of such um, gatherings together. So it was um, very nostalgic um, and also really wonderful to get to collaborate with them. Um, And so that was really good. And I got to spend extra time with grandma, um, like running errands and stuff. And that was amazing because it's since COVID, so about a year, um, it's been about a year since we would do like our monthly shopping trips together where we would get to have a couple of hours where it was just us and we could kind of like talk about everything that was going on. And I've been able to feel the strain of not having those check-ins um, over the last year. And so two weeks ago, um, we got to have some of that time together and really, you know, come together, Grandma and Becca um, great team and um, not only put together an, um, some cute little lunches and gifts for um, a bride-to-be in our um, circle, I guess, um, but also got to talk about where she's at and moving out of the family home. She wants to sell this house and where we're at about getting an apartment. And it just felt really relieving to get there and kind of have like a little bit of a timeline and before she was like kind of playing it by ear but now she said um, maybe we could have the goal of um, getting our apartment by June 1st um, which is kind of like the longest amount of time you know in any of these discussions she's like really said like take until June 1st like and then we'll sell the house and so um, 
you know, getting to progressive March, all of April and May to get an apartment. I really think that I can get that done. So I was feeling good about that. I talked with grandma that maybe Thomas and I would get a new car before we got our apartment because our car was um, showing a lot of signs of that it was going to die soon. It died two days later, um, which brought up the timeline to be that we needed to get a car right then. Um, which kind of pushed the apartment aside. So we finished the little gift um, wedding shower stuff. Um, Grandma and mom and I did. That was like a Saturday thing. And then Sunday, um, Thomas and I's car died. And so um, there was a lot of magic in the following week. Um, After that, I, I could have just told you what's making me so upset, but I guess I'm just telling you the whole plot that, um, my mom actually said that we could use her car um, Friday. She didn't need it. So she dropped it off on Thursday and Thomas took Friday off and we went car shopping. And we went and um, tried out all of these different um, used cars. And I found it very stressful. And I could definitely tell that I was like being lied to and manipulated by some of these salespeople. And it was just – it was really – I, by Friday, had completely lost my mind. Like, I I was suicidal. I, I didn't self-harm beyond um, really negative self-talk, which is also self-harm, to be honest. But I didn't hurt myself, so that is good. Um, but it was so hard, just absolutely so hard um, after having spent all week like it was like monday wednesday thursday like seven hours like trying to learn about warranties and mileage and um how much like if we got a used one that didn't have any warranty versus uh what what was pre-certified and what's covered and which dealerships are the best and how do we use our costco card and where do we get a loan and it was it was more than i had in me to do but i couldn't see any other way to solve the problem that our car died um but it was like late friday night when i was like reading an article somehow i found that toyota had some really great lease deals um going on until the end of the month and the only used car that we had test drive that we actually felt comfortable in but didn't want to get it from that dealership was a toyota corolla and then when we called our like wonderful mechanic he's such like an honorable uncle of a man um like literally if we we've taken our car to him and he like fixed a little something and then didn't charge us like he's done that multiple times we've had our car towed to him when we learned that the um gas the gas gauge um didn't work properly and stopped going down about like the third or quarter mark and so you wouldn't know that your tank was empty and you could die on the freeway um we had our car towed to him and all he did was charge us to put like two gallons of gas in it and then he told us to come get it and take it home like he's just this magical person that we really trust his opinion about cars and he said the only car he recommended was a toyota corolla so i'm sitting there friday night being like i cannot find a a used toyota corolla that's going to be any good uh, or like newer um with lower you know lower than 50 or 60,000 miles that we could afford and 
except one of them I looked up and it it had damage because it hit a deer. Like I just, it was very overwhelming to try and figure out also with my multiple chemical sensitivity and test driving. So with the cars that had cologne and mold and Kool-Aid and glitter and I, uh, no. So I decided that maybe a Toyota Corolla lease could be a good like three-year decision and we could make other decisions later on. And then it turned out that I, I could find a Toyota Corolla hybrid actually and at a Costco dealership and all this kind of stuff. And so we went in Saturday morning and um, met another very honorable uncle um, this time. Um, essentially, I just had a really wonderful experience with a sales guy who ended up getting us our um, our hybrid. Um, and he is from South Korea, and that's the one country that I really want to visit. And so he was really excited about that when I mentioned it to him and gave me his number so that before we ever go to South Korea, he can help us with our plans and maybe even a contact over there. So that was amazing. And so like everything was feeling really on cloud nine, like Saturday, and by the way, it's Monday now. So Saturday, got the car, beautiful car, nice car I've ever even been in, let alone have access to its Thomas's, but I will be driven around in it once a week, probably, um, for grocery shopping. And so, yeah, all of that. And, um, mom and, um, my Bruce, my stepdad and my aunt and uncle and my cousin, um, went to the zoo on Saturday. Like there was just like, it was like really good. Like the vibes, we thought the vibes were really good. Um, wake up on Sunday, mom's going to come over at noon to pick up our car. Um, grandma's at church you know, everything's pretty chill. And then noon comes and mom opens the upstairs door. Um, grandma and grandpa live upstairs. We live downstairs. There's a door that divides our apartments. Um, she opened the door to ours and panicked, like, Rebecca, get up here. Come up here right now. And I'm like, oh, geez, like somebody got in a car accident. Like what's going on? Um, and this is the trigger warning. So this is like other than me already talking about suicidality. So I should have triggered you before, but... I go upstairs and mom is just holding grandma and she is just bawling. Like she's just crying and I can't, I don't know what's going on. Like I just go and sit next to her and hold her too. And it was a couple of minutes before mom told me that my little cousin, I guess she's not that little. She's 14. She, she tried to kill herself on Saturday morning and we didn't hear about it until Sunday and she's in a treatment now and she's okay, we guess. And um, what happened, we're still trying to put all the pieces together. It, what we know because she talks to my husband almost every day, um, they play video games together. So they, they text sometimes um, about that and other things, just checking in. Um, and Friday night, she had told him that her account on the video game that they played together, she had tried to like trade it or access something and essentially she lost her account and she was really upset about it. And then what we now know is that Saturday morning, she took a large amount of her SSRI. Either she hadn't been taking it for a few weeks and had them still or we're not exactly sure um but she took them 
And what it looks like, and we don't know because we haven't gotten to talk to her because she's in treatment and she's decided that she doesn't want to be contacted until she gives the okay. Um, was that it, it looks like maybe she took the pills and then started texting with Thomas. Um, and he didn't know and she didn't tell him that she had done anything. But it would be really hard to think that she had taken the pills after their conversation just because you could tell that her mood had lifted during their conversation where he was talking about what they could do um, about the account and how, you know, it, was, it wasn't the end of the world if she had to start over and like catch back up with him again because he had had to catch up with her when he started and she was really ahead of him kind of a conversation. And she had actually said, well, maybe we'll just have a, you know, a second season or whatever she says. Maybe things are going to be okay. Cat smiley face. Um, and then we didn't, he didn't hear from her for a while. And this was when we were really getting ready to go test drive the car. Um, and she did talk to him later that afternoon and into the evening. And now we know she was already in the hospital. Like we already, we know that while he, she was talking to him she she was already in the hospital they were already like getting her towards everything and um the last time she talked to him was saturday night before nine and then they took her phone away because she got admitted into the psych ward um but yeah it wasn't until the next day that we found out about any of this and it wasn't until like after um kind of having a powwow with my family um and then kind of looking later, just Thomas and I looking through his phone and looking at the messages that we kind of started putting that timeline together that um, she took the pills. She talked to Thomas, we think. That's how it went. What we know is that an hour after she took the pills, she told on herself. She went and told her mom, my aunt, what she had done. And then my my aunt jumped into action and got her to the hospital. Um so it, my, not her dad, but my other uncle was an EMT and is a police officer. And he was reassuring us that um, the amount she took of what she took is unlikely to actually have hurt her other than giving her a really bad stomach ache. So we're hopeful that um, she was just crying out for help. And she's getting it. Um, but as somebody who has been struggling with suicidal ideation since I was her age, um, this is really hard for me to think about. Um, somebody, I was suicidal a couple of days ago on the same day that she was. And now I know that no matter how much pain I'm ever in, I will never attempt. I, I will never, I will never do that. To the family, I will never let the little ones see that I did that. Like I, I just can't. I, I can't. I won't ever do that. No matter how painful the future is, because the pain has been really bad. Um, I just can't. I saw Grandma crying about it. I saw everybody crying, and I can see how um, scared and painful everybody. Um, you know, everybody's just trying to breathe one breath at a time right now while we figure out what's going on. But, um, so yeah, all of that's going on. And, um, so I've actually made an episode before about how I didn't get along with my uncle who's a police officer. And so one of the biggest things that happened, 
yesterday um, was that he came over to like support grandma because she was really upset and he's like the number one person that can get her to laugh and he came over and we ended up healing things in the family or at least bringing things up and talking about and holding compassion and showing love for each other. Um, we talked about things that are decades old. We brought up stuff that happened before I was born. We talked about as a family how we're handling old ghosts and new ghosts. And one of the things that I got to say with my uncle when every, you know, because sometimes we'd all be talking together and sometimes we'd be talking um, kind of separately. And, and by the way, um, pretty much all the adults in my family are vaccinated now and we all live really close to each other and have been pretty much the only people who have seen each other all of COVID. So this is, what do they call it? Like our, our circle? I don't remember, but that wasn't really a concern yesterday, just so we know, but we were all talking and I ended up turning to my uncle, one that I don't really get along with and actually was actively avoiding for the past year. And I looked at him and I said, how different do you think our adult life would have turned out if we had started therapy when we were 14? And I could just see in his eyes that he agreed and he was like, yeah, we would have been so much better off. And that was like the most humane and loving and connected I had felt with my uncle probably ever. And he was bringing up stuff that he was struggling with and that his wife is struggling with and that we were all talking about and everybody just really got to um, support each other. And what is giving me a lot of flashbacks right now and what um, is why this episode's already 18 minutes long is because um, five years ago when I had my second, third, I don't know, mental breakdown, and I was homeless, and I was scared, and I was sick. Um, there was a similar intervention or powwow um, on my behalf. But they did not know any of the things that they know now about mental health. And to hear my uncle yesterday advocating to not have her on meds to make sure that she has a really strong support system, to make sure that she knows exactly that she can like talk to us and that we're all going to try and be more involved um, and making sure that she doesn't feel isolated and that we, no matter what, we, like, we can't lock her up. We can't put her in a thing where she's isolated. Um, I could see the progress that my family has made in understanding how to care for somebody who is ill. And when I was my most sick um it was the exact opposite what meds does she need to be on can we put her in western state which is a um, psychiatric hospital one of the worst like i can't say that i know how badly people are treated i actually know a clinician who works there so it can't be that bad but it is for the most psychotic people go there and that's the, the plan that my family came up with for me five years ago was that they were going to come and get me from where I was, take me away from Thomas, um, and forcibly admit me to Western State. Um, I only learned about this much later, but um, the thing that stopped them was that they couldn't because I wasn't, I don't know how to say, besought into them, like connected to them anymore. I was an adult and married. So they kind of concluded themselves that they didn't have the power to admit me, even though I don't think they would have even if I wasn't married. But regardless, to hear 
how awake and informed and um, self-aware and that my uncle had talked about in the last two years, both of his teenage sons have gone off their meds and how upset he is with himself that he kept them on the meds, but he didn't know better. And just the self-awareness and the advocacy and the mental health and the love. And then of course, Thomas is also a mental health clinician. So the conversation was one of compassion, but also informed, what are we going to do here? And we made a plan of uh, making sure that we were available and all of that. And it just, it goes to show that even though I never received the love and support and care that I needed before now, my story and my journey towards some amount of health um, has taught the family how to give Tylene what she needs, what I needed, that I didn't get now she's gonna get and it makes me upset but also so happy um that she gets to start this journey at 14 now i know that she's going through hell and her home life is shit and everything is really scary and she's going through things that nobody should have to go through but as somebody who's already been through those things too i'm just overwhelmed that it's happening um, but that it's going well. And, um, yeah, I think, I think I'll just cut it off there. Um, there's some other things that are going on today and kind of how is this going to inspire my work and my advocacy and my guesting on podcasts and maybe Thomas's work and potentially continuing to work with kids as that seems to be something that, um, he has quite a knack for so but I think I'll just end it there and if you listened wow um and I hope you're okay and I'll put um some help lines and um resources in the description if you need them or know somebody who does thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one bye